0: Hey y'all, welcome to Triumph Over Trauma, the podcast. Listen y'all, I created this podcast because like so many other people, I've had a traumatic past. I didn't always realize how those things affected me negatively and how I even carried them into my adult life. And so I wanted to create a space where other people could come and we could have candid conversations on how you identify trauma, how do you navigate it, and how you recover from traumatic experiences. If this resonates with you, then join me. I am your host and trauma survivor, Miss Eve McNair. Let's get into it. Hey guys welcome back to trying forward trauma listen today we're talking about something that just about everybody may be able to relate to today we're talking about procrastination i don't know about you but i am certainly guilty of procrastinating you may be thinking what does procrastination have to do with trauma what does trauma have to do with procrastination well i'm going to tell you i want to first start off by saying that everyone procrastinates but not everyone is a procrastinator I'm gonna say that again. Everyone procrastinates, but not everyone is a procrastinator. I realized there was actually a deeper reason as to why I was procrastinating, right? So, you know, I'm in therapy. I'm in this trauma healing journey. I am reading the books. I'm educating myself so much so to, to completely understand the way that trauma has affected me. In order for, in order for me to make a complete recovery, I have to understand what I'm recovering from, right? Um, And so when you think about procrastination, most of us think laziness, right? There is a negative connotation that comes along with procrastination. Uh, For someone who is a procrastinator, either either they are lazy, they lack time management, uh, they are unmotivated, you know, all of these different things. But for some of us, there is a deeper reason. And I'm gonna tell you all about my reasons. I'm gonna let you all up in my business. Procrastination actually has less to do with laziness, less to do with time management. It has less to do with people being unmotivated, but more to do with an emotion regarding the, the task that they are procrastinating about. And what I discovered is that the emotion that I felt most often in terms of procrastination was fear. It was fear. And I'm like, what the heck am I afraid of, right? And let me say this, this thing runs deep. It goes deep. This is a trauma podcast and trauma affects you in so many different ways that you don't even realize, right? And so for me, fear was one of the things that was heavily trapped in my body, heavily. I was almost, and in some ways, immobile regarding certain things because of fear just literally paralyzed by fear. And I also found out that there are six types of procrastinator types. And I'm like, oh my God, six types. And honestly, there is a little bit of each type that I can actually identify with. Let me first tell you what I discovered about the reason I was so fearful when it comes to certain things. I lived in several different homes throughout my childhood. I lived in foster homes, I lived in family members homes, I lived in friends homes, and neighbors homes. I was in a lot of different environments as a child. Many of the homes lacked love, they lacked affirmation, lacked support, affection, and connection, right? And I learned early on that everything I did needed to be perfect if I were to ever earn love, support, and safety. You can probably pretty much see where I'm going here. I am somewhat of a perfectionist. Now, I'm learning to let go in some areas, but when it comes to things that, you know, have my name on it, that I am heavily involved in, I can procrastinate And not necessarily because I don't want to do it, but because I want to make sure it's perfect. And I needed to understand where that mindset came from. So let me go over the six types. The first type of procrastinator is the perfectionist procrastinator. Ding, 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 that's me. (laughs) The perfectionist procrastinator tends to put forth excessive amounts of time and energy to make sure that everything they do is perfect. procrastinator procrastinators tend to put off starting tasks due to fear of failure or doubt about doing it the right way. Let me tell you something. This article is reading me for filth, okay? Because I found myself in just about all of these. Let me just pause. Let me just park right there on this perfectionist procrastinator. As I mentioned, uh, I am somewhat of a perfectionist. And I mean, and there are obviously, you know, positive things about someone who likes to make sure that things are done in excellence excellency right but there's also a negative side to perfectionists because they are very critical of themselves and sometimes others right and They often waste time unconsciously on making sure everything is perfect. And then there's the dreamer procrastinator. The dreamer procrastinator tends to recoil from anything that might be difficult or distressing. They tend to be passive rather than active. They tend to pay little attention to facts or details, making it hard to focus or perform difficult tasks. So there's some people who do not work diligently to make sure that things are done 100% correct. There's some people who um, are passive rather than active. Um, And there's some people who find that anything that appears to be difficult is distressful. It's just too much. I can't do it. It's just too much because it's not going to be easy, right? Then there's the warrior procrastinator and I found myself here too in some of the instances. Um the warrior procrastinator tends to be indecisive and often fail to commit themselves to the specific decisions that they do make, right? So you know how you know a procrastinator may have difficulty in making a decision. Well, this type of procrastinator the the uh warrior procrastinator even the decisions that they have chosen to make or decided to make, they have difficulty committing to them. The worry procrastinator tend to lack confidence in their own abilities, causing them to avoid or delay doing things. They tend to be dependent on others for advice, reassurance, um, nurturance, and help. Um, and so again, in my case, because th- those are things that I did lack growing up, I did lack support, I did, I did lack reassurance, positive affirmations, help and support, there are times in which I will delay in doing something until I feel as though I have what I need to do it. Then there is the defiant procrastinator. The defier procrastinator tends to see life in terms of what others expect or require them to do, but not what they themselves want to do, right? Or like to do. Um they tend to avoid expressing negative feelings. Instead, they convey those feelings by procrastinating. So how they really feel about a task, about themselves, about others, um, they don't address, they avoid. And procrastination is an avoidant coping mechanism, whether you know it out. There is something that you are avoiding by procrastinating. You could be avoiding the fear of failure. You could be avoiding fear of humiliation. You could be avoiding the fear of doing it alone, right? There is some sort of emotion that is tied to the reason why you are procrastinating. And most times, those emotions... Are surfaced in trauma, right? Then there's the crisis maker procrastinator. They're ignoring the tasks that they should be doing. They put they're putting it off, um, and then they tend to dramatize situations, making themselves the center of the attention. Right? They tend to have to need to prove themselves by living on the edge. And I think we all know someone who always shows up to the event late, who always um, you know gets the project in last minute. For them, waiting to the last minute is fuel. It's actually what motivates them to get it done because in reality there there's some intrepidation about starting when they have time. So they they wait to the last minute because it gives them a sense of, you know, edginess. I would you know, y'all had six weeks to complete it, but I did it in two, you know. Um, and so those types of procrastinators tend to dramatize situations and making themselves the center of attention. All right, so here's the overdoer procrastinator, right? The overdoer procrastinator tends to suffer from low self-esteem, compelling them to take on more work than they can handle. They tend to have trouble saying no or asking for help. They tend to lack true self-discipline, especially in regard to personal needs. This is the part that took me out right here about this one. This one I said, oh, they are coming down my street with this one too? The overdoer procrastinator tends to find it very difficult to relax without feeling guilty or ashamed. Pack me up. I'm done. I was done with that one. And my children and some of my friends will tell you that I have a hard time relaxing. I have a hard time... Um, without feeling guilty or ashamed. See, the environment that I grew up as a child, it, so in my, in my childhood, I lived in several different foster homes. And a lot of the foster homes that I lived in, obviously there were other foster children, and a lot of the children were younger than I. The caregivers kind of relied on the older children to, um, you know, help out with the babies and, you know, take on different responsibilities. Now, sometimes from the moment I woke up uh, until I went to bed at night, I was always working, 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 doing, 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 doing. Um, And there was always a need and I always had to be available. And so even now in my adult life, when you're used to being the reliable one, when you're used to being the one that people depend on, when you're used to being someone that everyone needs, You can't relax because you feel like someone's going to need something. And so you would be surprised to know how deep these things run. There is an emotion that is present when you are prohibited from doing what you're supposed to be doing. There is an emotion there. And if you can identify that emotion, you can work toward eliminating the procrastination. I'm, you guys know I'm a woman of faith. And so I like to take what I learned naturally and correlate it to what I learned biblically. Right. When I think about the, the emotion that is often most present for me when I procrastinate, again, it's fear. Right. And I thought about instances where I've read in the Bible where people ha- were, um, that people procrastinated due to fear. And the story that came up immediately for me was the story of the parable of talents. And in the story of the parable of talents, which is in Matthew 25, Jesus tells a story about a man who uh, pretty much gave three of his servants talents or, or monies or gifts, right? He gave them three. He gave three of them talents. Um, to one um, person, he gave five talents. To one, I think he gave three or two. So I think he gave one five, one two, and to the very last individual, he gave one talent to, right? So the one with five talents, he goes on to invest these coins and makes a profit. And when the master comes back, he's able to present um, the master with double, right? Basically. So he took the five that he was given and turned it into 10. Um, And then the second um, servant, he also did the same thing, invested it. And he was able to double his talents but to the one he gave one talent to he was afraid he came back and you know the man is like so what did you do with the talent that i gave you and the individual the man says well i was afraid so i hid the talent in the ground in the earth and I don't have anything to show for it, but the talent that you gave me. And um, the Bible says that his master calls him wicked, right? And I think he calls him lazy as well. I think the Bible says he calls him wicked and lazy. But I believe that that individual, you know, procrastinated because he was afraid. He was afraid of that he would not be able to make... You know much out of it he was afraid that um he wouldn't be able to measure up he was afraid um and for me um i, I can i can identify with him i think that's why i was sympathetic to, to him is because i thought like dang gee i'll be scared too you know um there's so many different instances in my life where I have been afraid to do certain things or to complete certain things or to approach approach certain things because I was afraid that I was going to fail. I was afraid that I was not going to do it right. I was afraid of the risk. I was afraid of humiliation. I was afraid um, that things just wouldn't turn out right. Um, And what I discovered about that fear is that it was deeply rooted in me because of my childhood experiences and also due to some of my adulthood, my adult experiences as well. I thought that if I did everything 100% right, that I would be safe from abuse. I would be safe from neglect. I would be safe from the abandonment. I would be okay, right? And so that mindset followed me into adulthood. I can be very much a perfectionist because for me, perfection is safety. Anything that I would consider that I'm not able to to do perfectly would be would be distressing for me, right? So if I'm not able to do it 100% perfectly if I'm not 100% prepared or don't know how to do it or where to start or how to begin, that would be a stressor to me and I would I would tend to procrastinate because I'm like, "Oh my god, well, if things don't go right, how's it going to come out? What's going to happen? Am I going to make it full of myself? Am I going to be humiliated? You know, am I are people going to be disappointed in me? Am I going to disappoint myself? And, um, you know, those were narratives that I had learned throughout my life, right? And I don't want to focus just specifically on childhood trauma because some people may or may not have gone through, you know, these types of things in their childhood, but. There are people who have been in relationships, um, who have had intimate partners who were abusive, right? Who were condescending, who were overly critical, who were always putting them down. And so that that can also result in a person being a procrastinator because in the back of their mind, they don't feel as if they are adequate enough to complete the task. And so that anxiety around completing it and as to whether it's gonna look right, come out right, be right, whether it's going to appear okay, or good enough um comes up right and causes them to delay there are people there are people who work in those types of environments there are people who go to church in those types of environments there are people whose families live and operate and function in those types of environments like all of these different things um can affect you know how you perceive yourself or your ability to do a task Um, and can ultimately result in procrastination. All right, so now that you've identified so now that we've identified all of the procrastinator types, it's time for us to do some homework. Ask yourself, am I procrastinating because of feelings of inadequacy? Am I procrastinating because of something someone said to me or how someone treated me? Am I procrastinating because I'm afraid that I might fail? Am I procrastinating because I feel like I don't have all the support that I need? Am I procrastinating because of something that I experienced that I have not been able to confront? What are the emotions that I am experiencing when I procrastinate or when I'm tempted to procrastinate? What am I trying to avoid? And if you can first ask yourself those questions and then work to answer those questions, you will be on your way to eliminating procrastination. We understand now that procrastination does not necessarily mean that you are lazy or unmotivated, but it may speak to a deeper rooted issue, right? Uh, I personally feel like the first step in uh, dealing with procrastination is to be honest, right? Being honest with yourself about why you're procrastinating. You know, it's normal to procrastinate, you know, maybe folding up a pile of laundry. It's normal to procrastinate, you know, washing um, a sink full of dishes after you've just you know, finish working. Those are normal procrastinations that we all sometimes seem to run into. But when procrastination is a part of your personality, when you find yourself hesitant um, to take on new tasks, to complete tasks, when there is a dread or fear and how you approach things that you would like to do then again they may speak to different things they may speak to something deeper and so it's important for you to be honest with yourself and assess those feelings why is there such a dread why is there such a hesitancy what is it what is it that I am not dealing with but is dealing with me and is preventing me from being active versus passive right Sometimes we need help to be honest. Sometimes we need help to identify what's wrong, what's really going on with us, right? Uh, Find some time of stillness and reflection to figure out what's going on, to figure out why you're procrastinating. You don't want to waste time. You don't want to waste your life. You don't want to waste your gifts, your talents, or your potential procrastinating. And I'm pretty sure if you're listening to this, then you don't want to procrastinate. If this conversation was difficult, if this conversation was difficult for you in any way, challenging for you in any way, or even if it was reflective, if it spoke to something inside of your heart, mind or spirit, then I challenge you and I admonish you to seek additional resources. I have some resources in the bottom of the show notes that are there are links to therapists, um, there are link to, links to books that I read that are helping me um, in this healing journey. My prayer is that you will be kind to yourself, you will be gentle to yourself, and that you will forgive yourself even in times that you have procrastinated, especially if you were unaware of why you were procrastinating in the first place. Um, Oftentimes we don't realize how unresolved trauma can affect us, and sometimes we are viewing ourselves um, with an unfair lens. Finally, because I believe all things are possible with God, I'm going to say a prayer for us. Father, we thank you even in this moment that you are challenging us, that you are making us aware of ourselves, of our faults, our weaknesses, of things that have held us back, and kept us um, from reaching our fullest potential Um, we thank you that in this moment that you are speaking to our hearts our minds and our spirits and you are allowing us to see the things that have so easily beset us God we pray right now that you would release every heart every mind every emotion to help us uh, to help us eliminate procrastination. Help us to move forward in the things that you have pressed on our hearts to do. Help us to move forward without fear or hesitation. Help us to know that we are enough because when you created us, called us good. So we are good enough and we're good enough to do, we're good enough to complete, and we're good enough to finish and to finish strong. So we thank you for the success. We thank you for the completions. We thank you for the power to confront our past And we thank you for the transparency to deal with our trauma. And in all these things, we know that it is you who always causes us to triumph. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget, please, to like and comment and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Let me know if this content was beneficial for you, if you'd like to see more of it. If you don't already follow me, I am Miss Eve on all my socials, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Also, if you're a woman in need of a little retail therapy, by all means, check out my online boutique called Studio E Boutique. I'm offering all of my Triumph listeners a discount when you use the code TRIUMPH at checkout. Thank you guys so much for your support. Until next time, be well.